Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. As we go now into worship, there's just some things that only come through worship. Praise is a thank you. This is a simple thank you, Lord. We thank you for everything you've done. But worship tells him, even if you don't do nothing else, I still thank you. This little simple song says, as long as we got King Jesus, we don't need nobody else. He is all and will be all. He's anything that you need. We just have to reach out to him. Hallelujah. Give me you, everything else can wait. Just give me you, I hope I'm not too late. Lord, give me you, Lord, give me you, Lord. Just give me you, everything else can wait. Give me you, I hope I'm not too late. Lord, give me you, Lord, give me you.
Just give me you. Lord, just give me you. You can have all my money, my possessions. Just give me you. Just give me you, yeah, give me you. More of you and less of me, give me you. All of you and none of me. Lord, give me you, yeah, give me you. song has said that I'm on my knees. Now as a soldier I was taught that when we fight we lean forward in the foxhole. Amen. Those who are in the military understand what that means. That that's how we're going to go in our fight. But when you're in the army of the Lord our fighting is done best on our knees. Amen. That's how we lean forward in the foxhole. That's how we take on the enemy. I can't tell you how many times in the middle of the night I'm woken up and I can't go back to sleep. That's when I realized some years ago that I need to be on my knees leaning forward in that foxhole praising God. And just sometimes it takes five minutes, sometimes it takes all night long. But that's when we need to ask God to give him all of who he is. Psalms 23 verse 1 says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. So when you allow God to be in your life, you don't need anything more than what he can give you. Amen. I'm Pastor Robert Ferguson, and I'm here to do an opening prayer as we begin our worship, our praise and worship experience this morning. Father God, we just thank you. We thank you for the love that you have bestowed upon each of us. We thank you for waking us up, for this is the day that you have made. We know that it looks cloudy and dreary outside, but it's a beautiful day that you have made, and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. We thank you for coming, allowing us to come to your house of praise and worship to experience who you are. We ask that you empty out all of who we are and fill us anew. We thank you for the man of your, after your own heart who will come forth to bring your right now word, Father God. He has been preaching and teaching us about relationships, Father God, so that we will be stronger strong in our relationships, of, in our marriages, in our home, but also our strength in our relationship with you, oh, Father God. So, Father God, we just praise 
you for such a man that you have sent. Sent to this community to make this world a better place. We thank you, Lord. If we had 10,000 tongues, we couldn't thank you enough. But we do thank you. For this we do pray in your Son's mighty and holy name, our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.
Amen. Philippians 4.19 It's time for us to honor God with giving. Amen. Our giving is important to the Lord. And Philippians 4.19 says, for those of you who are giving, for those of you who are making sacrifice to make things happen for this church, he said, my God shall supply not some of your need, all of your needs. I want you to believe that with me. I want you to to name that and claim it because your giving has made a difference in this community. People pass by, people stop by without even invitation and they are amazed what God is doing through you. And so that is why by faith this morning, I am decreeing and declaring what Apostle Paul said to every giver, to everyone who are investing in the work of the ministry, that God will supply all of your needs. If you receive that, shout amen. amen. Let's stand. Let's pray. Hallelujah. It's good to believe God for big things. The days of small thinking is over. God is calling us to big things. The Bible says, Now unto him who is able to do big things exceedingly that's a big thing abundantly that's a big thing above all you can think that's a big thing according to the Holy Spirit which dwelleth in you and I just pray today as we stand before God, I agree with you, you agree with me, that God would do in your life, in my life, something exceedingly, something above what you can think, what you can imagine. In the name of Jesus Christ. I thank God for abundance in your life. I thank God that you, the righteous, would never be forsaken and your seed would never beg for bread. It is so. In Jesus' name. Amen. The ushers will come. The choir will minister. You may be seated. Let's give for the glory of God.
your calendar on February 21 right in our movie theater we're going to be showing the movies Ariet one more time at 7 p.m. the last time this movie was shown the movie theater was packed out in fact, we have more than the building allowed. Over 200 people showed up. So by popular demand, we are showing this movie again. So February 21. This evening at 3 o'clock, one of our sons in the Lord, Dale Sanders, will be installed as pastor of one of the local churches here. So as many of you as can come and celebrate with him, we encourage you to come. Also on February 22nd, your pastor will be in Jonesboro, Louisiana. I will be speaking before the state gathering of the NWACP. That's at 6 p.m. Also, we are pleased to report some couple of praise report. Our own Mayor Moore, the mayor of the city of Boys, she has just won one of the national prestigious award. We thank God for her. Amen. She has to go to 
Washington, D.C. to celebrate that. Amen. Thank God I get to make a free trip. I told you it's good to be pastor. Amen. Also, we had a young lady that just got married in this church, Belfer Patrice. She used to be Jackson. She's the daughter of Willie Jackson. But as of this week, she became Mrs. Eber. Amen. That's good news. Also, we have one of us, uh, Miss Ashley Evans. She's a nurse. She's a young teenage girl. And bless God, she just got a brand new house. Amen. And on the same day, she got a brand new Mercedes-Benz. Hallelujah. Amen. We have all kinds of praise report. Somebody sent me a letter and praise God. I don't even know her name. She also sent me money. And she makes sure the money belongs to me. <laughs> Hallelujah. She's just saying nice things about the series on relationship. And the, the most important thing I like about her letter, she said, I am your future members to be. So, amen. So, apparently, she's live streaming. And amen. It's a joy that we can thank God for our media people and all those technology sound people. They are reaching a lot of people out there. And what is so good about it, they can also tell me where people are watching from. And I don't know how they do it. I just use, I know how to use telephone. Says I'm good with that. So, but thank God for all this technology. It's a good thing. We appreciate our media ministry for what they're doing. Amen. Praise God. And by the way, because of their work, the giving online is also going up. It's a, that's giving coming from people who are not even in the building. Actually, that's the highest rise in our giving. I don't understand it, but I receive and just thank God and move on. So maybe the whole world is going digital. I don't know. But I'm from the old school, but God is good. Do we have any guests in our midst this morning? If you're visiting for the first time, let me see your hand. Well, praise God. Everybody is homegrown. Let's all rise. Let's, let's say hello to one another. Find somebody, shake their hand, love on them. Thank them for being here today.
with me as we read the word of God. The book is Proverbs, chapter 24, verse number 3. I want to thank God for all of you that came for prayer meeting this morning. We had a great time in the Lord every Sunday morning at 7 a.m. for a whole hour. And every Friday at 6 p.m. for a whole hour. Men and women shall always pray. Always and never faint. Amen. Proverbs chapter 24, verse number 3. The Bible says, through wisdom, a house is built. And by understanding, a house is established. Let's pray. Father, we are grateful. Thank you for the word of God. Holy Spirit, help our understanding, help our hearing, help us to comprehend what heaven is trying to say to us. Lord, I pray, O oh God, that your word would not return for it today. Glorify yourself in this place. Use me to be a channel of blessing to your people. And I thank you for the opportunity. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. For those of you who are able to come, at 11 o'clock, our own pastor, Destin Harris. Uh, he's not here now, but he's going to be ministering at 11 o'clock. Amen. So I look forward to that. I wanted to make sure that our young people, they have a different version. Uh, amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So pray for Pastor Harris, that God will use him mightily. And if you're able to, stick around. Come and support him and let's celebrate what God is doing in the life of our preachers. Today I'm going to be talking again about relationships. Uh, for the record, throughout the whole month of February, I have been teaching and preaching on relationship. And today I want to just give us some wisdom for all of our relationship. All of us, we need wisdom of God. There is wisdom of man, but there's also wisdom of God. So for your relationship, for my relationship, I want to share with us about wisdom that comes from above. Please take note that the passage I just read to your hearing Make it very plain that if you want to build a home, if you want to build a relationship, if you want to build a family, it takes wisdom. 
It takes understanding. So specifically, I want to show you today, using the wisdom of God, how do you find a husband? Ain't nobody shouting now. I know you're looking. Mm-hmm. Some of you like to dress it up and say, I'm looking for a miracle. No, you're looking for a husband. <laughs> You'd be amazed how many heads just dropped. And say, what am I going to do with my pastor? There are some brothers that are looking for wife. Some even come to church just to shop mm-hmm. for a good wife. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, also if time permits, for those of you I like to have a balanced message, for those of you already in relationship, I'd like to show you how you can maintain what you got. Mm-hmm. So I'm teaching you how to hunt. And when you made a catch, I'm teaching you how to keep your catch. Amen. <laughs> Ain't nobody talking today. The first thing we need to pick up from the text today, it takes wisdom. If you're looking for a spouse, you're looking for a wife, you're looking for a husband. What does it take? Wisdom. Wisdom. Ladies and gentlemen, by the way, you all look too serious. Huh? So, chill. I told my church this morning, it's okay to have fun in the church. Amen. I would rather have fun in the church than in a nightclub. Amen. I know where you all go. Uh, I'm coming to bust that party. <laughs> yes. You know, somewhere way on, on lower third day. There's a, I know where they hang out. <laughs> I did that one time. I had a continued legal education. Over there, the casino in Maxfield, Pastor Dayton. And I showed up. I said, This is where my members are. <laughs> Busted. <laughs> Y'all doing okay? All right. <laughs> Praise the Lord. They thought there was a, there was a bomb that exploded because everybody was moving. <laughs> I said, <laughs> So I had to tell security, I said, no, my name is Jonah. I'm the one. They say, what do you mean? I said, you see all those people running? <laughs> he said, oh, I got it now. Ladies and gentlemen, what we're trying to do is just to expose darkness. It's okay. It's okay to have fun. I shared with my church this morning, I went to one church. And bless God, right there in Winfield, Louisiana. And they were all so serious now. And I told them, look at your neighbor. 
If your neighbor is light in complexion, tell your neighbor you're the light of the world. And all of a sudden, they begin to now open their eyes and looking at me now. I say, and if, if your neighbor is just like Pastor Mitchie's little dark, you say, and tell your neighbor, darkness cannot comprehend it. <laughs> oh, now I got the attention. They say, huh, this is different. <laughs> so now they want to hear what I have to say. I say, if you look at your neighbor, and it appears that he or she is a little fat, just say, neighbor, Jesus said, occupy until I come. And if that your neighbor is skinny, you say, dry bones shall rise again. So, it's all right to laugh. Enjoy yourself in the Lord. Especially when the devil has been exposed. Amen. That's what it's all about. To find a spouse, you need what? Somebody shout wisdom. Wisdom. Amen. The problem, ladies and gentlemen, we have been using every trick in the world except the wisdom of God. The Lord enabled me this morning just to expose even some of the trickery in the house of God. You'll be amazed how many people become preachers so that they can have extra income. That is trickery. That is not of God. You'll be amazed how many people want to be on the stage. They want to preach. They want a microphone. They want to sing. Simply so they can be seen. That is not of You don't find a spouse through doubt. You'll be amazed how many people are serving the usher board. Mm-hmm. So somebody can notice them. There are good ways to do things. I mean, what do you think? Can you imagine if somebody is trying to, 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 to minister and he's on the stage singing and then, and then all of a sudden he gets in the spirit, I give myself away. You just been told this young girl bought a house and bought a brand new car the same day. Now you are staring at her and say, I give myself away <laughs> so you can use me. <laughs> that's not, that's manipulation. Amen. There's a difference between ministering to God and ministering to to people. See, your attention should be on God. But when you see somebody just staring at you and say, I need you. Oh, I need you. (laughs) You know, that is not right. Amen. They be singing. Even choir folks, they be singing like that. There is none like you. No one else can touch my heart. 
like you do? No. You want to focus on doing things God's way. You don't have to manipulate people. You don't have to join no clique. You don't have, I was messing with Sister Clayton this morning. I, Sister Clayton was telling some of our staff, say, put your belt on. You know, he's going to talk about the ushers. And sure enough, I did. <laughs> you see? I say, that you can even tell when you're dealing with a, a married usher and a single usher. Because a married usher, they're always by the book. You come in, they look at you straight in the eye. <laughs> Strictly business. Well, you see a single ashes, oh, with a big smile. Welcome to our chair, brother. Will you please follow me? There's a, there's a place reserved just for you. <laughs> and then after church, did you enjoy church? Oh, yes, it was wonderful. Especially you. Sister, can I have your number? Oh, no. Uh, I don't give my number in church. Uh, 318. <laughs> <laughs> Eight eight oh <laughs> two zero zero six. <laughs> but there is a proper way. Amen. You don't have to manipulate, you don't have to use gimmicks. I tell that even to pastor, you don't need no gimmick to grow the church. It's natural for church to grow. You don't need to manipulate anybody to find a spouse. We're too busy. We think if we fix our hair differently, or if we wear different dress, all of that don't work. But there is a proper way. Have you noticed even ugly people find good spouse? And then you're wondering, what on earth? What am I doing wrong? <laughs> That's why I'm here today. Amen. So you don't need to come up and search all over. Couldn't find nobody. <laughs> you lying. <laughs> what is God's way? To find a spouse. Ladies and gentlemen, I believe with all my heart, the first thing we need to do is what the Bible said in Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. He said, if you seek God first, 
All these other stuff. That include your spouse. That include your wife. That include your husband. That include anything else that people are dying to get. That people are tramping over each other. The Bible says it will be added unto you. I don't know about you. I believe the word of God. So I'm going to make serving God number one priority. Even the Bible says if you obey and serve God, you will spend your days, your years in prosperity, your days in pleasure. God wants relationship. Do you know it was God? It was his idea. Relationship was not man's idea. The brother in the garden was so dumb to know he need help. It was God's idea. So put God first. Number three, in case you're making note, we have a saying we're going to look for the right person. No, you be the right person. If you are the right person, guess who you're going to attract? Right person. But if you know good, even if you find the right person, guess what will happen? You're going to mess Brother Baba up. Amen. What's the first thing? You need wisdom. What's the second thing? Seek God. And all this other stuff will be added. What's the third thing? You be Mr. Right. You be Miss Right. You make it a priority. Not so much of what the other person is doing. You let your own light so shine that others will see that you're doing the right thing. Amen. Number four, I told my church this morning, be careful where you're fishing. Because where you're looking can define what you get. Amen. If you're fishing, I said, in an oxidation pond, your fish will come out smelly. And too many church folks, that's where they're fishing. Amen. That's why I'm coming to that nightclub. Yes, Lord. Thank God now we're in a day of technology. Tell cell phone, you take picture of every car. And then you put it on the big screen. Mm-hmm. Just trying to help Jesus out. <laughs> if you're fishing in the wrong pond, you're going to catch the wrong fish. Amen. That is why I quoted to you 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14. Be not unequally yoked. With unbelievers. 
The Bible says, what business has light with darkness? It doesn't mix. Where I'm going to work it out. No, you're lying to yourself. Amen. Another thing I share with my folks is that you need to get a vision of who you want for your future. And then stay focused. The reason why you're all over the map, you're changing boyfriends and girlfriends like you're changing clothes. And every month, the children have to deal with another man. Could it be that you really don't know what you want? Get a vision. God's provision. He made provision for vision. So once you know what you want, it's very difficult to go astray because you know what you want. Amen, somebody. Vision is what really matters. I shared with my church this morning uh, when I was first dating Miss Elizabeth, and she was making more money than I do. And it was obvious that she's, she was doing better than me. But I was quick to share my vision with her, you know. She's a school teacher. They pay them good. Whereas I'm just a student, I was playing in churches. So my salary is not comparable to hers. But I told her, baby, don't be fooled by this. I said, this Negro is going somewhere. Just hang out. Just hang on with me. I said, the day will come when I will take care of you. I'll make more money. I won't even need your money. I'll pay everything. Amen. That's, I told her that. Your woman wants to hear your vision. Do you have a future? Are you going somewhere? You cannot be a helmet to a parked car. It is hard to steer that kind of car. You can move it. Because it's parked. But if you have an idea where you're going, Amen. Amen. You'd be amazed how many people want to help you to get there. But if you cannot define where you're going, women are natural help. They are made to help. Amen. But if you're not moving, if you're going nowhere, there's nothing to help. Get a vision. Amen. I believe this is not just for men. Every woman ought to get a vision. You ought to have a vision of the kind of man you want in your life. Every brother ought to have a vision of the kind of woman you have in your life. 
So relationship ought not to be accidental. Amen? What else do you need to do when it comes to relationship? You need, ladies and gentlemen, you need maturity. All of us need to be maturing. Many people cannot find a man or cannot find a woman because they are so immature. You're 40 years old and you're still acting childish. What woman wants to hang out with a man like that? You're 50 years old. You still don't have a job. And every job you get signed on, you quit. What we need is maturity. Or can you imagine a woman, 70-year-old, dressing like she's 14-year-old? Your skirt too high. Put it down. Ain't nobody shouting today. <laughs> Paul said, when I was a child, I spoke like a child. That's right, preacher. I acted like a child. But when I grew up, when I became a man, I put away childish things. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Ladies and gentlemen, another thing we need to do is to prepare for Mr. Boaz. It is a shame if God bless you and you're not ready to receive. You'll be amazed. If you have experienced that in ministry, God opened some doors for me, but I wasn't ready for it. The opportunity of a lifetime must be seized during the lifetime of that opportunity. Don't just believe God for a good spouse. Get ready for it. Amen. Get ready for it. If you're a man, prepare for your spouse. If you're a woman, prepare for your man. So that when he showed up, you are ready. Amen, somebody. For you to attract the best husband or the best wife, you need to plan for it. Amen. That's why I say you've got to be mature. Galatians chapter 4, verse 1 and 2, talks about the importance of maturity. The story was told, Paul is writing, he talks about a prince or a princess, a heir to the throne. He said, but as long as that heir to the throne stay acting immature, he is no more than a slave. Nobody would trust him with the throne. Even though he have access to it, even though he's entitled to inherit it, but he still cannot have it. What father is going to give a key to a Rolls Royce to a fool? 
So we all need to mature. And it's a lifetime process. You don't say, now I'm fully grown. Many of the things I'm teaching to you throughout this month, I need it just much as you need it. I'm using it in my own relationship. We all need help. And it takes humility to recognize you're not all that. Amen, somebody. We need to plan for it. We need to prepare for the blessing. So that when the blessings show up, and you can tell when you're growing. You know how you can tell you're growing, especially spiritually? Number one, you will develop the ability to hear from God. That's symptom that you're growing. You just hear more clearly from God. Amen. Another way you can tell if you're growing, if you're maturing, is that you, your, your trust level, you begin to trust God a whole lot more. You don't lean to your own ability. Because you've tried him. You know he's all right. Another way you would know you're growing is your level of obedience to God. Amen. Nobody now have to crank your shaft to worship. You are maturing. Now you know the importance of it. I was attending some, I think it was a retirement. One of the ladies, I don't know if she's here today. Yeah, whatever. And one thing that really touched my heart, I knew she's a, she was a Catholic. And I don't know, I was not doing really preaching on the program. And somewhere along the way, somebody was ministering and both of our hands was up. And I'm watching a cuddly woman. I didn't tell her to raise her hand. It comes with Christian maturity. You can tell if you're grown. Your worship is different. I enjoy watching Minister Shirley. When she starts to praise God, sometimes you think an aeroplane is about to take off. Yes, I said it. <laughs> Christian maturity. There are some things that just come natural. You're not intimidated to worship anywhere. You're not intimidated to shout. Because nobody knows like you know what God means to you. It don't matter if they put you in a Catholic church or Methodist church or Baptist church. You're going to praise the Lord anyhow. I'm talking about Christian maturity. Every one of us, we need to mature. Especially spiritually. In relationship, not only do you need maturity, Spiritually, you need emotional maturity. Many families are ruined for lack of emotional maturity. 
I'm amazed. Some people, they will argue over little things. And every little thing they want to file for a divorce. I deal with one of my deacons like that. I say, sir, you need to grow up. Every time something goes, she come in, eh, Pastor, I can't take it no more. Here's your key. I say, brother, you better, I'm not that saved. <laughs> you need to grow up. How many times you have to quit? <laughs> it takes maturity, maturity, emotional maturity. You cannot fly off the handle. Every time there's a little argument. Well, let me save you the energy. There's going to be an argument. Well, let me talk to those of you who are now in a relationship. How do you maintain what you got? When I told my church this morning, I found out one secret. I noticed during creation, when God was creating woman, he put the man to sleep. So how do you maintain what you got? Rule number one. Did you notice in Genesis chapter 2 verse 7, when God was making man, he used dust? Am I still in the book? But when he, he was going to make a woman, he used a reed. There's a lesson there. So the male species is made of raw material. But ladies, you are, made, you are a refined product. Ooh, I feel it. <laughs> that is why your skin is much But here's the point I'm trying to make. If God made you a refined product, stop trying to be a raw material. You see? I don't want to fight. No, you are made to be beautiful and lovely. Whoever wants to be fighting, that's their problem. Be, be glad with who you are. I don't know about you. You cannot but see a sister and know that this is a masterpiece. Say amen, brothers. Say amen, brothers. <laughs> the truth will set you free. But it's a shame when somebody who's made a raw material, now he's trying to act like it's a refined product. Ain't nobody shouting now. If you're a man, why are you talking with your hand? Mm, ain't nobody shouting now. You don't be walking the ass up, Gary. You are a brother. Walk like a man. Talk like a man. Act like a man. 
Ain't nobody shouting now. You know I'm free. When God was making the woman, he puts that man to sleep. So whatever happened, the man had no clue what happened. But God came up with a masterpiece. So if you are in a relationship and you believe in God to change something in your woman and you, you, you don't know how to do it, stop fussing about it, stop fighting about it, go to sleep. Tell God, Lord, you did it before, you can do it again. <laughs> and you'll be amazed, the miracle. I share some of that with my church this month. Miracles that I have witnessed in my own marriage. I couldn't do it. I tried to fight my way out of it. I tried to scream and yell. When I get loud, she just got louder than me. So it don't work. But if you turn it to Jesus, amen, turn it over to the Lord, he can work it out. I say he can work it out. Do you believe that? I say God can work it out. Amen. Another thing I would suggest for the sake of time is invest the time to understand your mate. It is not good to be living under the same roof of a person you don't know. I gave the example of Jacob. Jacob spent the night, made love all night. All night long. <laughs> you, all, you all can handle that. <laughs> let, let me move. Let me move on. <laughs> let, let me move on. <laughs> let, me, let me stay holy here. Jacob, true story, made love all night. But when he woke up in the morning, that's when he found out the person he was making love to is not Rachel. It was Leah. A one-eyed woman. <laughs> That's not a priest. <laughs> Let me try this side of it. <laughs> these, these people are too deep for me. So, what I'm trying to say, <laughs> get to know your partner. In first the time, Learn about what does she like, what does she dislike, or what does he like, what does he dislike. Find out. I'm amazed how many people are just going through relationship, but they don't know their partner. Do you realize you can be living under the same roof and not know the person you're sleeping with? I pray that will not be your story. Finally, I said to the church this morning, you need to learn to lubricate your relationship. Imagine 
an automobile. I don't care how new it is. But after a while, it's going to need lubrication. Amen. Amen. One day, not too long ago, true story, my wife called me and said, I want you here right now. I said, yes, ma'am. What's going on? She said, my car will not start. You know what I told her? It's impossible. It's a brand new automobile. Less than one month old. I said, no, it will start. I said, there must be something you don't do right. Let me walk you through it. No, she's hang up on me. <laughs> so I knew it's not a good day in the neighborhood. <laughs> so, so, so praise the Lord. So I, I, I was in the middle of a meeting. So I told all my white folks, I said, Conte is out. They said, what's going on? I said, ah, the boss lady is calling. I got to go. So I went there. She was in front of her, true story, in front of our grocery store. So I get in the car and praise the buddy, the car start. I said, ma'am, uh, what else can I do for you, <laughs> your majesty? <laughs> Invest the time to lubricate. One way you can lubricate your relationship is the way you communicate. Amen. It's not just what you say. It's how you say. It's also when you say. You see how this thing works? There are some things... You want to say, but it's not the right time. That's why it takes wisdom. Amen. And communication is not always with your mouth. Some of us talk too much. Sometimes you can communicate. You know, Paul said, you know, I quoted to you early this morning, my God shall supply all, my, all your needs, and all of you said amen. The reason why Paul said that is because those people communicate. They communicated to Apostle Paul through their giving. So if your woman is walking around raggedy, you ain't communicating. Amen. Ain't nobody shouting now. I don't care if you have nothing to wear, but your, ooh, Jesus, she ought to be looking so good. Your children, your grandchildren, don't worry. Did you know, oh, hallelujah. Did you know the Bible said, if you honor your wife, then God will bless you for it. <laughs> Brothers, you really want to know how to be blessed? Yes, sir. Just take care of your woman. Yes, sir. Yeah, I said it. 
will not take care of his woman is disqualified for the fruits of relationship. Do you know there are benefits to relationship? Ask me, what are the benefits? Well, you said careful. <laughs> okay, we'll keep it holy. One of those benefits, ladies and gentlemen, is the ability to, to reach your potential. Relationship help the parties to reach their potential. Amen. Relationship help the parties to achieve. If two shall agree concerning anything, Matthew 18, 19, anything, you don't need the whole city. You don't need the whole world if I can just be on the same page with my wife. The sky is the limit. The Bible said if two people get together, they're going to stay warm. By the way, that's true. Then the Bible also said if you're alone, you're not going to be warm. You're going to need the heat in your room. See, some house, you don't need no heat. Ain't nobody talking now. <laughs> it's, it's cold. <laughs> Man, then my, child, my choir now becoming deep for me too. <laughs> See, there are benefits. Let me show you a scripture and I'll let you go. Scripture. Because if you don't show it from the Bible, some people will not get it. I'm saying you need to bond. Amen. You need to look at the word of God. Ecclesiastic chapter 4 verse 9. Look at it. It says two are better than one. Not only that he said they get more for their labor. So God sanctioned relationship. He said two are better than one. You look at Ecclesiastic chapter 4, verse 11. It says, if two people lie together, they have heat. He said, but how can one get warm by yourself? Mm-hmm. Ain't nobody shouting now. <laughs> I tried it. It works. Trust me. You get so warm. That's why I like queen bed than king's bed. <laughs> I see my deacon say it's time to go. Do you know even racing children is better with two than one. The Bible is not just running its mouth. There are benefits. 
So what am I trying to say? Quick review. What did the pastor say? If you're looking for a good husband. Wisdom. Maturity. Seek God. Get a vision. Amen. You don't want any man. You want get a vision. Be right. Amen. Be exactly. And be mature. And you know one thing? Let me tell you a little secret about men. Sisters, can you handle this? If you have all of what I just told you, men will respect you. We may never open our mouth, but we respect a woman who knows what she wants. We respect a woman who is matured. We respect a woman that is acting in wisdom. You see how this thing is not just theory. We're walking it every day. And then when God sees you doing your part, then God is committed to do his part. All minds clear? Everybody stand to your feet. Who's going to pray? Can you pray for us? Oh, somebody. You might. Come on, up. Let's pray. I love to pray. How you all doing? You all right? I'm my young people. See? You all don't listen. Those young people. I love you, Sister Dick. You look beautiful. That's, look at that. And look at my amigos back there. They all dress alike. D. Deacon McClendon, Sister D. Hey, Brother Hill. Oh, look at that. All three of them. Well, unfortunately, they're all taken. So, we have to try. Where's my preacher? I know you must spirit. Let us pray. Father God, we thank you that in your infinite wisdom, you created relationship. You created man and you created woman and you created them for a relationship. But we realize, oh God, that sin came into the picture and damaged what you had made to be perfect, good, true, and pure. But thank you, God, through Jesus Christ. You have enabled us to come back to the original relationship. So right now, God, your word says that if we lack wisdom, we can ask. So right now, for every relationship that's represented in this church right now, we ask for wisdom. Between husband and wife. Between parent and child. Between brother and sister. Between neighbors and associates. God, we thank you right now. That your word direct that there is harmony when two relationships come as one. We thank you, oh God, right now that we realize we have been erred in what we did. Forgive us that when we began our relationships, we didn't seek you first. But God, you are God of another chance. 
You gave Abraham another chance. You gave Moses another chance. You gave David another chance. So right now in the present relationship that is according to your word, we ask you for another chance. Lord, that we may do according to your word. Let your word be a lamp to our path. Let your word light our steps as we go forward. Thank you, O oh God, that you have not left us ignorant, that you have instructed us in your word. You gave us the guideline. Husband, love your wives. Wives, obey your husband. Children, obey your parents. Slave, obey your master. Thank you, O oh God that you are God we can identify with because you are good. Your word is good. Now, oh God, we thank you that we have the wisdom now. Help us to skillfully use it in our relationships. And for every relationship we are in, those that find themselves in, a relationship that's not sanctioned or approved by you, Give them the strength, the knowledge, and the willpower to come out of that relationship. For every man that's here, take your place. For every woman that is here, take your place. For every child that is here, take your place. And God will keep you there. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. This concludes our services, and we would like to thank you for being with us today in our services. Amen. You can come forward at the end of the service if you want to share with Pastor and Sister Elizabeth. So let's have our benediction. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift his countenance upon you and give you peace in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank mm-hmm. you.